0: Welcome to the Church and Coffee with Friends podcast. Happy that you're here with us today. This is a special episode of the podcast because we're going to be playing an interview that I, Bobby Sayre, did with my pastor, Matthew Bell, when he was in Japan last month. It's a really good interview where it's his last day in Japan, so it's kind of his last thoughts about everything for this trip. And he also asks us some questions about what we're doing in Japan, how things are going. It's a really good interview, so I encourage you to listen to it all the way through and really to get a heart for what God is doing in Japan, a country where less than 1% of people are Christian. So we talk about some of the needs in Japan and some of the quirky things that you experience in the culture here. I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot of good feedback from our last episode, Halloween or Harvest. If you haven't listened to it, you can check it out now on Apple Podcasts or on the website at tellingasia.com slash podcast. And by the way, thank you for all of the reviews that you guys have put in iTunes that really Helps us out a lot for people to discover us. So we did have a lot of feedback from that episode. A lot of people were excited about what we talked about. Heard from a lot of people who said they don't celebrate Halloween, but quite a few Christians uh, that do celebrate it. So I don't really know what side I'm on, but I think it's important to think about the holiday and, you know, don't just do things because the culture tells us to. Anyways, you can check that out. But before we get into the interview today with Pastor Matt, we wanted to let you guys know about something exciting that we're doing this Christmas season called Gifts of Hope. This is actually our second year to do it. Last year we did it for the first time and it went really well. We met so many people who had really never heard the Christmas story before and they just were so happy too receive these Christmas gifts and receive everything we had to give them. And if you don't know what gifts of hope are, let me give you a little bit of context. And we wanted you guys, the subscribers to the podcast to be the first to know about it. We're gonna be rolling out sort of this Christmas campaign in the next couple weeks. So we want you guys to be on board if possible. So in Japan, less than half of 1% of people are Christian think about that for a second and their greatest need this Christmas is the hope of the world you know most people in Japan they're familiar with Santa Claus and Christmas trees but they've never heard the real Christmas story before so what we do is for $10 we or you our friends can give a gift of hope Christmas present to a Japanese family this Christmas we'll be going door to door with the goal of giving 100 Christmas gifts to families in our city. And it could end up being a little bit more than that depending on how many are given this year. And they'll be presented with a beautifully packaged Christmas gift, uh, but more importantly they'll receive a clear presentation of the Gospel message. So what does a gift of hope include? It includes of course a beautiful Christmas present, a card explaining the true meaning of Christmas, The Gospel of John in Japanese Uh, We got candy canes And Christmas comics for the kids And of course An invitation to come to church For a Christmas service So if you would like to be part of this Outreach, this big outreach That we do every Christmas And help us say Merry Christmas to the beautiful people Of Japan, you can give To this Christmas outreach at TellingAsia.com Slash gifts of Hope. Again, it's $10 to give a Christmas gift, and if nothing else, it's a great way to teach your own children what Christmas is truly about, where Jesus came to this world to proclaim to everyone who he was, like he did to the shepherds on the hill that first Christmas night. You know, we kind of take it for granted that we celebrate Christmas and we enjoy the true meaning of the, of the season. But for many people, they've never been confronted with the true meaning of Christmas in their life. So we encourage you, if you want to be part of this, please join us in this endeavor to tell people about Jesus this Christmas. Now, get your popcorn, your coffee, whatever it is you're consuming today, and enjoy this special interview that I did with my pastor, Matthew Bell, in
1: Japan. And I'm joined here today with Bobby slash Bob Sayer, missionary to Japan.
0: It's great to be here with you in Japan, Pastor Matt.
1: It's great to be here.
0: I'm kind of confused because I knew you before you were the lead pastor, so I'm comfortable calling you Matt. Which is great. But it's kind of disrespectful at this point in life.
1: Bell Sensei is also... (laughs) (laughs) Totally appropriate.
0: Bell Sensei, I like that. It's got a good ring to it.
1: Yeah. So I've been here for two weeks, and I've just thoroughly enjoyed my time here. But you've been here for... About a year and a half now. 18 months. Yeah. And uh, I was really impressed with how well uh, you're doing and just navigating the country, driving on the wrong side of the road, or the left side of the road. I don't want to, you know espouse american supremacy and say it's the right side of the road right it, it, yeah it's the left side of the road yeah that you guys are driving on and you you totally seem to have that down yeah i've gotten
0: used to it um that was a challenge for the first couple months where we would turn into the wrong street and then we'd get in a pickle but um i think people don't realize for missionaries in any country that it takes quite a little, uh, quite a lot of energy just to live and survive, right? And, just to get going, you know. I think it's taken us about a year to kind of get comfortable navigating, getting around in this country. But now it's great because we're getting to quite a level of comfort, just getting around and able to see people and get to locations easier. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I could really, I could really see that that you're very comfortable with the transportation system you took us all all of us i mean how many of us were there that went down yeah that was on quite train? an
0: adventure i think there was about 15 of us getting on a train together yeah with two minute time change in yeah. between trains and you got to run across the and you station. had all your kids with you and we were carrying strollers strollers upstairs. april's
1: pregnant yeah whitney and joseph are like mennonite amish they don't <laughs> usually get out of the country much right and, there in the big city yeah uh, on
0: the trains and what what did you think about the trains in japan i love it because you
1: kind of got out and explored a little bit on your own too we did uh the 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 payment system is incredible because you can load the 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 suica card or whatever it's called right right on your phone just
0: on your phone yeah you don't even have to get your wallet
1: out right so you just hold your phone up to the the Turnstile, and it lets you right in and charges you. It's great. Um, really enjoy getting around. Um, it's incredible. The, the incredible thing about getting out and seeing lots of different pra- places in Japan is that everywhere you go, there's tons of people. Right, yeah. That There's just so many people and they're crowded in and cramped in and right japan is an island so that kind
0: of sets the culture and a lot of things for japan there's a limited amount of space and so you see in the way they make buildings or neighborhoods that everything is very precise so they won't put a dumpster somewhere unless there's like meetings and weeks of thought behind putting that there because There's just a limited amount of flat space in this country. So you get on a train or you go into Osaka or to Nara or to Tokyo and you're just in this very tight bubble. But it's it's great because you really get a sense of humanity and the people who are here who need to hear about Jesus. Right.
1: And even so even as we travel from like the huge cities from like Tokyo to Osaka or uh, to Nagoya, uh, as we're traveling on the bullet train, you know, you you get out of the dense metropolitan area, but but the the humanity never stops. I mean, everywhere you look, there's just houses and houses and houses and houses, even out into the countryside. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we we took a, a drive up to that campsite that the the that the right the next towns group here has a retreat center. A retreat center that's way out in the country right way out in the mountains and the whole way up there we're seeing people yeah it's not like in texas where right. like you drive an hour outside of san antonio and you don't see anybody right you don't see anything yeah. like there's i mean you, you drive an hour outside of san antonio you can park your car and have lunch on the highway. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, there's just
0: nobody. Even here, when you go out in the country, you just see people everywhere, houses everywhere. Uh, it's really great to see people everywhere you go. It's interesting.
1: So that that's one of the really cool things about the traveling experiences, is you really get to see just how many people there right. are here. And of course, we know that so few of them yeah. know the Lord. What people
0: don't realize about the train system in japan it's really unique compared to other countries a lot of countries have trains but their trains connect to almost every city in japan so you could be out in a city way out in the country and it seems like you're not more than 10 minutes from a train right so they have these smaller trains that go into the city to where the bullet trains would be and it's it's very convenient how everything is connected by the train system.
1: Yeah, it's it's easy to get around. Yeah, it really um, is. Especially with like I love Google that about Maps. Japan. You know, Google Maps tells yeah. you and it is so precise, like to the minute. Right. Every single time.
0: A train in Japan is almost never late. I mean, we've been taking trains for 18 months and it seems like maybe one time we've had a late train. And if they ever have a late train, the conductor Will get on the intercom and he'll give this very sincere apology. I'm so sorry that our train was so dramatically late and sorry to you know mess
1: up your schedule and. When uh, when it's we we great. were somewhere where there was a train that was late and the conductor came out and he pulled out a samurai sword and he fell on it. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. But it is that level of, like, apology that it's so, you know, for something that seems so minor to us, Right. you know, sometimes in in the United States, everything's late, you know? In
0: Japan, there's a lot of expectation for things to be done with excellence and quality. So in the old days, if you led an army like a samurai and you failed, then you would, like you were saying, you would just fall on your sword and commit suicide, and that that principle still carries today to where if somebody is disappoints someone in a business uh they might even kill themselves because
1: of the disappointment yeah. and the shame that they brought on their family right they'd rather die yeah. than live with that what they think is dishonor um anyway i wanted to say something i can't remember what it was it's was about the trains oh the trains so like we were, we were waiting for a train, and it was late. Uh-huh. And we couldn't figure out like, how, why is this train late? Why is it so late? And then we got on it finally when it showed up. And as I was watching it on my map, it was going in a different direction than we should be going. Uh, and yeah. what I didn't realize is that we were at, the, we were at an entirely wrong station. Because they have these stations right next to each other, right? Yeah, and it should have been like a big red flag to us yeah. that this train isn't late. We're 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 the ones doing something wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a
0: sinking feeling when you like miss your train, but it's never that hard to just hop on the next one. And right.
1: Well, we we were at the wrong station. Yeah. So we had to actually get on the train at the next station, going in the opposite direction. To go back to the station we got on. Yeah. And then take a five minute walk to the right station. Yeah. Because they were like right next to each other. I've done that before. That's easy to do. So, yeah. It was a good learning experience. Yeah. Uh, What was your
0: favorite place that you visited in Japan? I know that you've done a lot of ministry here, but if you had like a favorite tourist spot, what do you think that would be?
1: Well, if you could, if you're coming here and you only go to one place, I, I really think you need to go see the big Buddha in Nara. I think that makes such an impact seeing people praying to an idol, yeah. and it's a huge idol. And um, you really get a sense of the, the spiritual climate that that's kind of the undercurrent of Japan when you go to a place like that. Because when you come here and you see the precision and the excellence and the, the, the culture that's so service-oriented, you can think that they have a, it all figured out. Right. Um, and you, you really need to go to some of these places, these spiritual strongholds, to understand the spiritual climate. So if you could only go to one place, I think that would be it. The second place that I really enjoyed was Osaka Castle. Yeah. That was really neat to see.
0: I've been there because we've enjoyed it going there so much, and we've had quite a few visitors come the last few years. We had some people from China came that came that we knew when we were in China and had worked with, and we taken to Osaka Castle. I was really impressed with that when the first time I went there. I was like, "This isn't going to be that great," you know. It's just another Japanese castle, but another it's really, castle. Yeah. It's really impressive the way it's built with the moats and the different levels and you go to this huge castle that's on top of the hill and when you're up there it's also in the middle of downtown Osaka right so you see these modern skyscrapers in the background but you can see how a castle like that would be almost invincible right. 500 years ago right when it was built
1: right uh, it had three layers of moats and it was on this huge hill and I cannot imagine the the manpower it would take to try and conquer that castle right yeah
0: some of the blocks that they use are almost the size of a of a house
1: and just imagining how they put those in place is
0: just mind-boggling
1: uh so we i went there twice i went there once with you and then i took the second group that we had with us jason and heath i took them there and the second time we went we went through a different direction than we went with you And what I didn't know is that there's this huge park on the other side. So it's kind of like Central Park in New York City. We're surrounded by all of these skyscrapers and buildings. And then right in the middle is this beautiful park, this beautiful place.
0: Right. And the good thing about Osaka Castle is you don't see any Buddhas there. It's something great to show people that there's no no darkness there. It's just an interesting old Japanese thing to see.
1: The other place that was really cool was uh, in Tokyo, downtown Tokyo, going to the two towers. So we went to Tokyo Tower, which is the older tower that you can see overlooking the city. It kind of
0: almost looks like the Eiffel Tower, right? It
1: does. It it looks like that, but it's actually an an antenna tower. Okay. Like they use it for TV broadcasts and stuff. And then the second one is called Skytree, and that has the highest observation deck in the world. Wow. And so you look out over this city of Tokyo, which is like 12 million people or right. it's insane. And it's just concrete jungle, you know, as far as the, eye can see, but you're probably used to some of that being in China, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, but it's still, it's still cool to see. And I, I've actually never been to Tokyo. So I'm kind of jealous, which, which tower did you prefer?
1: Well, t- uh, Skytree sky tree is the newer one and it's a lot higher and so that, that's kind of impressive. Um, but Tokyo Tower has this sort of old world kind of romantic mm-hmm. vibe, which would be, it reminded me of visiting um, the Empire State Building, which was built kind of during a booming era. And from what I understand, Tokyo Tower was built as uh, a rallying point for the Japanese people after World War II. Okay. And it was built to um, sort of stir up some national pride again. And so it it has that kind of feeling to it that visiting uh, a place like the Empire State Building has. That's not the tallest place anymore. Right. But you, you get this sense and this connection to the yeah. history that's there, which yeah. was neat.
0: Well, I think all of the pastors really appreciated you being here. think it was a good time really good retreat uh this is wednesday and we're just finishing up the retreat and i thought the messages that you and jason shared were really good and i know the people really appreciated it yeah and i think it's good encouragement for them because they really look up to uh the heritage and the history of something and so you know to us as americans it seems crazy like you're the grandson of the founder right like big deal but to them, it really does mean something, and I think it was a good encouragement for all the pastors here.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you know, sometimes working through the interpreter, uh, you don't really know how much is actually being, you know, right received or or yeah. communicated. But I th- I think we were blessed with with good people who were able to yeah to communicate that as best as as best as we could. How many pastors were here? That's a
0: good question. I think there were probably around 20, 25 pastors.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And several of their wives were here with them. Right. One really cool thing was that at breakfast yesterday, um, a Japanese lady came and she wanted to talk to me. And so Cheryl Alderson, who's here, was interpreting. And this older Japanese lady told me that she got saved right before my grandparents' went back to the united states okay and so So this is
0: like in the 1960s
1: something like or late 50s okay maybe and that she stayed in one of the alderson's churches and was discipled there but felt a call of god on her life to ministry and so she wanted to go to bible school but she didn't have the funds to do it and so my grandparents john and ruth bell raised the money at revival temple to pay for her to go to four years of Bible school. Wow. And here she's here just like thanking me. Wow, you know, and amazing. She wow. ended up marrying a, a pastor there and they pastored a church for many, many, many years. And she's the sister of Maikawa Sensei's uh, wife who passed away. Okay. And so what ended up happening was her whole family was saved and wow. several of them were involved in ministry.
0: That's an example of for anyone out there when you plant a small seed, you never know right
1: what that's going to produce down the road. What it what it can grow into. Yeah. And that was that was encouraging, yeah. you know, just to to see that and it's a reminder right. that yeah. we don't always see the fruit right. of of what we've done in yeah. the ministry.
0: So the first church, we think it's the first church that John and Ruth Bell ever started in Japan, was uh, this church. It's in a little town called Ishikiri. Right. So you would sometimes hear your grandma talk about it, talking about Ishikiri. Right. And the work that they started and you hear there. Itchy kitty. Ichikiti? kitty. You
1: hear itchy kitty. Itchy right?
0: kitty. <laughs> it sounds like itchy kitty. As a kid, that's how you probably it, right. heard. Like, what itchy is this? Kitty. What is this itchy cat? That- it seriously took me like. Six months to say Ishikiri. Yeah, because you want to say way. Ishikiri. Ishikiri. Or
1: Ishikiri. Or, or Ishikiri. Ishi, 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 or I don't know. <laughs> but it's Ichikiri. Ishikiri. Yeah. So they pronounce their Rs with a D.
0: Right. And Japanese is great because if you get an I, so Ishikiri is spelled with an I, the I is always an E. e. It's it's always not an e like sound. English where we could have three different sounds Pour for the vowel. letter I. Right. But it's always the same. So Ishikiri, that's the church that we have the privilege of helping every week in Osaka. And it's crazy that that church that they started in the late 50s is still going strong today. And it has members that are hearing from the word every week. There's new people coming in. And it's just great to see that the heritage that was started is still going strong. And hopefully... We're not just looking to the past, but also looking right. to the future and what we're going to do and what next towns and the churches are going to do. Right. And I know you encouraged the pastors a lot to celebrate the past and to remember what God has done, but also look with uh,
1: boldness to the future. Right, right. Yeah. I I I think they will. I, I I'm, I'm hopeful that what was started is going to continue and continue to bear fruit. For many years to come. So did you enjoy the Onsen while you were in Japan? I did. Many times.
0: The onsen, <laughs> for those who don't know what it is.
1: You're outing me. Is
0: the well it's just something you do. I mean It's it's Japanese culture. It's a it's the best Japanese cultural experience that I can think of. So an Onsen is a Japanese hot bath. It's a hot bath. And if you come to Japan, you have to do it. And the thing about the onsen is, you just go as God created you. You don't put anything in between you and right. You take society. a bath. It's a bath. You take a bath. It's men and women are separated. Right. But you get sure. It's a Jap- your nature into the Japanese hot tub, basically.
1: Yeah. It, it's a great experience. If you're ever in Japan, I highly recommend that you do it. Um, one of the things that it does for foreigners is it actually builds huge credibility with the Japanese. <laughs> right? Because, yeah. you know, there's certain things about Japan and Japan culture that we're just stepping all over. Like Like we'll walk into places where you're supposed to take your shoes off and we leave them on and that's like a huge freak out for yeah. them. You know, they run at you with making an X on their arms, you know, <laughs> the big X. Stop, stop. Yeah, right. It's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't know I was supposed to take my shoes off." Um we went the church I went into uh, last Sunday was a church where you leave your shoes on. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I I took my shoes off and they "Oh no, put put your shoes back on," you know, like so we were constantly kind of right, yeah. doing all these cultural faux pas. Right. But when they see us embrace something yeah. like the own sin, they say, "You taking own sin?" You know, they're very right. Uh, right impressed by it. Right, and
0: so what I think is funny is everybody will go in these nice suits to the service. People are dressed to the t. Right, and I'm always like, "Why the pretense?" <laughs> like, because we're all just going go to go dressing for onsen the own sin after, and we're, and, yeah, we're all Lord. dressed in suit and tie in the service
1: maybe you should uh bring that up sometime at a meeting maybe i will (laughs) i'll make a proposal (laughs) so tell us a little bit about the good news center so the good news center
0: is a new outreach center that we started in the osaka area of japan and we're hoping to start a church there we're already meeting on saturday nights so the idea with the good news center and I think the name makes it clear, is to bring the good news to as many Japanese people as we can. Uh, So we've talked about before how Japan is a country where less than half of 1% are Christian. And in that half percent Christian, that includes people like Catholics, Jehovah Witness, Mormons, people that we wouldn't even consider to be Christian. So, when you go and talk to people on the street or at a restaurant, they really have no idea what Christianity is about. Because to them, it's as foreign as a mosque would be to us or an orthodox synagogue would be right. to Americans. It's that strange and that's foreign, that foreign to them. So, we found that if you can just become friends with people and they can see that Christians aren't weird, they're not these you know, super religious people, they're just normal people like you. We found that that really breaks down the barriers. So anyways, we're hoping that the Good News Center is a place where people can come, have a cup of coffee, fellowship with us, meet our American kids who people are always interested in seeing, and just have a good connection with people, and then invite them to a church service. And hopefully they have an encounter with the Spirit and... They'll be able to meet Jesus. Um, we can just put the seeds out there. We can't really control much else because that's up to God. But if we can just allow people to have a meeting point with Jesus and then leave right. the rest up to Him. Right.
1: Yeah, I was I was really excited to to be able to go and see that place and to What's see the sign it up. Is
0: it's kind of on a busy street and so there's lots of traffic going by. Uh, a big sign that right. we just were able to get where it's really hopefully a beacon and a light to that area. I think I was talking with you that the metropolitan area of Osaka and Nara and all the cities that are joined there together is over 20 million people. Right. And just thinking about that mass of people and how few of them have ever had an encounter with the gospel before. Right. And there are so many people just waiting to hear about Jesus for the
1: first time. Right. Yeah I I was really excited to hear that you were doing that and that you know you're you're continue to take initiative and like we're going to start something we're going to we're going to see what happens and
0: well I'll be the first to say like it's faith to do it because we don't have all the tools yet we're learning the language right we don't have all the pieces in place but we don't want to waste time yeah we want to start something and hopefully get something done for the kingdom of god. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it and I I think that we never have all the tools that we need and we use what we've got and right. god does his part. Yeah. Which is the part that really matters.
0: Yeah. Archie Alderson Sensei, I guess we should call him now. Yes. I don't know if we're going to carry that back to Texas or not. Maybe you should have a Sensei Sunday where everybody calls you Bell Sensei. That's uh, an idea. <laughs> Alderson, uh, so Brother Archie Alderson, one of the elders at our church, yes. Destiny Church, he started one of the biggest churches that is in our group. It was the very first church he started, and he started it with a translator right? because he didn't speak the language. right? And that translator went on to become the pastor Nishihata sensei right. and is still continuing that work today.
1: Yeah, he, he that pastor actually became internationally known. Wow. And really? he, he traveled to 20 different countries to preach and minister uh, because his English was so good. And uh, he became one of the best translators for preaching and ministry in Japan, maybe the best. I mean, he was a phenomenal preacher. And we actually had him a couple times to destiny uh, in years past. I remember that. But yeah. yeah, that was a great joy to reconnect with him. He's 89 and uh, you can tell, you know, his body's wearing out, but his spirit. But he's still crazy. Yeah, he's still got the fire, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's still got that fire yeah. to to minister and to share right. the gospel. So tell me about some of the really things about Japan. So, tell me about some of the things about Japan that you think we should incorporate back home. Some of the pieces of the culture. I'll tell you one. Okay. All right. I'll give you an example. Start us off. So we're in our hotel room, and there is a light right in front of the door that is motion activated. Okay. So so when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, the light turns on for you. I love that. But it it doesn't turn on until you breach the threshold of getting close to the front door. Right. And so you, you, you never have to mess with the light. Right. It's
0: genius. I just love how they think of everything like that. It's genius. There's probably a million examples of where you you could point out something.
1: I'll give you another one. These shutters here. We're in a hotel room. How many of you how many times have you been in a hotel room where you can't shut the shutters all the way? There's always light pouring in
0: right you're trying to sleep in or just go to sleep at well night the the, and it's the
1: sun rises here at like four in the morning <laughs> yeah. so it's right. not even sleep in it's right. just yeah like, if you sleep till 6 a.m right so this has two ha, the the second track of the the curtains actually goes in front of and overlaps the second one
0: it's very smart
1: it's genius yeah. And I don't know if it's because they have so many trains that they understand how to do a track that curves. but So the second curtain is actually longer, and it goes over like a whole foot. Yeah. How about the drink bars, right? Like the soda bar and drink bars where you can get iced coffee with every meal. Right, yeah. Fresh, like, espresso ground iced
0: lattes. I think if I could bring anything back to the U.S., that's what it would be. Uh, like you go to a 7-Eleven convenience store, and you can get this coffee that's like a dollar right. at the most, and it's freshly ground espresso, so the, the beans aren't just sitting there. They've already been ground this morning when they turned it on. No, they actually grind the beans in front of you. It's a fresh espresso, espresso shot over milk. And I think it tastes better than any coffee shop. I think it does. I've I think ever had in the U.S. Better than
1: Starbucks. Yeah, by far.
0: It's amazing. I think that one other thing that Americans are ready for is a baudet. And a baudet <laughs> is a Japanese toilet. The one of the features it Bobby's, has. you've
1: got your mind in the bathroom this morning.
0: <laughs> got my head in the toilet. One of the things it has is a heated
1: seat. It does. So every time you sit down on the seat, it feels like somebody else has been sitting there. Right.
0: But once you get used to that, you kind of forget about it. Right. And It must be nice in the winter. Right. Yeah. But I know the Aldersons, when they went back to the U.S., they couldn't live without that.
1: They had They had to have their... They became quite
0: dependent on
1: it. Some of these seats are very high tech. Yes. Like, I have to get out Google Translate. And point it at the seat to figure out, like, what all these buttons do on the side of the toilet. So Japanese people are very conscious about
0: making people comfortable and not inconveniencing someone else. So if you go to a convenience store where there's a lot of people walking by, there'll be a button for a waterfall. Right. And you can play that waterfall, and it's great because you can just relax. (laughs) And no one outside is going to hear some of the important business that you're taking care right. of. Right.
1: So you go into the stall, and then there's a, a button. And the 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 one that I saw, it wasn't a waterfall. It was like a white noise, like a fan. And so you push this button, and you've just got this – pri it's audio privacy uh, so that if there's any um, flagellants that you don't have, Right to yeah. to assault people with the sound, you know.
0: Yeah, when I go back to the U.S., sometimes I feel like a caveman going to these <laughs> toilets. You know, they're just made of stone. There's nothing there, but it, it kind porcelain.
1: of is. It kind of is like the opposite of traveling to like a place like Mexico, yeah, where right. most of the toilets don't have toilet right. seats on them, right? And you come here, and then there's like it's like a Ferrari, it's like a jet plane, right? You know, yeah. these toilet seats is right pretty incredible okay so I've got to check out of the hotel or I'm gonna get charged for a late fee yeah but thanks for jumping on this podcast we could
0: have this conversation yeah
1: I think we really got to the bottom of some important cross-cultural issues today can you tell people where to find out more about you and uh, where they can like follow what you're doing so of course I mean you can find us on the
0: usual social media channels Bob Sayre on Instagram Facebook.com slash Bobby Sayre on Facebook. Um, you can email us at Bobby Sayre gmail.com. But all that info is summarized for you if you go to our website, tellingasia.com. And we've got lots of information about what we do. But we would love to just be friends with you and just, you know, have that connection in the kingdom.
1: Tellingasia.com.
0: Tellingasia.com.
1: Yep. And you guys send out like a monthly email blast. <sighs> Don't you
0: right? We give out updates to people who um, give to us, and that but can sort of people thing.
1: sign up for your email if if they're not? Yeah, you supporting can. you right you now? Can yeah? Can you do that on the website?
0: Sure. You're gonna make make, we'll it? make sure that happens <laughs> before this podcast goes okay. live.
1: So go go to follow them on Instagram or Facebook, or go to tellingasia.com and sign up for their email updates, and just keep praying for them and the Sayers and the Good News Center, and the the pastors of Next Town's mission, and, and thank for Japan.
0: You. Thank you for just praying for Japan. There's a lot of need here, and if you just pray for us and pray for all of the pastors who are working really hard in Japan to spread the gospel, and thanks for letting Pastor Matt come by and encourage all of us for a couple of weeks.